Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello, and welcome to today's session. It's all about talking with prospects, talking with people. My name is Peter Beckham, the Village Marketer, and you'd think that talking with prospects or people would be easy, but for many folks, this is a real challenge, and understandably so, because people can be very shy and very hesitant about talking with complete strangers. And yet, being able to talk with prospects is an essential part of your sales process, irrespective of what business opportunity you're trying to offer. Now, whilst this session was designed for those involved in the network marketing business, you will find these principles of real value in any type of business platform. And today, I'm sharing with you important lessons taught to me by some of the legends in the marketing world, including Dan Kennedy, Eric Waray, Mark Wyshak, and Eben Pagan. Oh, and not forgetting Bill Barron as well. So my first point is this, when it comes to attracting and or recruiting people to your product or your business opportunity, it's critical for you to realize that this is a process, a process of many steps. It's not just a one-time event. Your role is to help people understand what you're involved with. And the very best way to do this is to tell stories. And we'll look at that in just a moment. But the key point is for you to help them get an understanding. However, whatever stories you use, at the same time, you must be emotionally disconnected from the outcome or the result. Irrespective of your immediate needs, both financially and confidence-wise, you must be emotionally disconnected. Sure, you can be enthusiastic. Sure, you can be helpful, caring and passionate, but never, never become emotionally linked to the result. So if they say no, it's okay. If they say yes, it's still okay. You are emotionally disconnected, right? To do this, don't ask them to buy anything or join anything. Just help them to understand, because only when they understand can they make the right decision for themselves. And if it's a fit, that's great. And if it's not, that's no problem either. By doing this, you're going to take all the pressure out of the sales conversation, and the experience they have with you will be so much more improved. So, key, key, key thing, do not be emotionally involved in the outcome of the conversation. Next point, be the best authentic you. Be the best that you can be. Be your very best self and do the best you can be to always let the real authentic person, that's you, right, shine through in your conversations. You don't have to be a great salesperson. Just be a genuine person and show genuine, real interest in people. Next, be enthusiastic about why you do what you do, okay? And be genuine in doing it. Talking to people without any passion or enthusiasm or excitement will be very boring. And if you are over-enthusiastic and faking it, people will see straight through that as well. So be enthusiastic, but be genuine in your enthusiasm for what you do and why you do it. Remember, people will always respond to authenticity. Next point, urgency in conversations is important. So don't chat on forever without getting to the point of your sales conversation. And don't let the prospects keep putting things off. 
keep putting off making the best decision for themselves. You have to lead this conversation and you have to help them understand. You see, this is one of your key roles and also the value that you bring to the conversation. It's to clarify what's important to the prospect, why it's important to them and how they can solve their problem. Right? So letting the prospect put off making the right decision is not providing any real value to them at all. And sometimes, to be honest, you have to stand up for the prospect and enable and empower them to make a decision for their own best benefit. I can tell you they will thank you for it, whether it was to accept your offer or not. At least you got them to make a genuine decision. I emphasize this because quite often people need help and guidance at this stage of the sales conversation. And as long as you provide this support from a position of total real integrity, then all will be appreciated by your prospect. So for example, if they legitimately do need time to make a decision, then immediately get a confirmation of your next meeting by saying something simple like, is it possible for us to get together on and state the date and the time, whatever it may be. In other words, never ever leave a sales conversation without confirming your next meeting. This is a very important point. All right? Now, here are four of the most powerful words you can use in any sales conversation. Four simple words. You might think, why are they so powerful when I share them with you? And I can tell you they are truly the difference between failure and success for you and your business, irrespective of what business you run. And they are, if I, would you. For example, if I sent you a link to a video to watch, would you watch it? Now I'm just introducing this simple concept here and we'll come back to this powerful basis of all sales conversations a little later in this session. The next point for you is posture. Always be a leader, not a pleading person. Share with an authority mindset of someone who most definitely believes that you can add real value to your prospect. That's where your posture should be coming from. Remember, people on average need between four to six plus connections before they can make a decision. So your only goal in each connection meeting is to improve their understanding of their issues and the understanding of your potential solutions and then to set up the next meeting. Always make sure you schedule your next meeting. I've said this before, but it's, I'm repeating it because it's so important. Because it's something that many marketers don't do. And then they're faced with calling the prospect and trying to get another meeting. And doing it like this loses your posture completely, right? You're just pleading for another meeting. Now, there are three types of approaches you can use with prospects, depending on the quality of the relationship you have with them and the amount of know, like, trust and respect that exists between you and your prospect. The first one is a direct approach. These are very close friends or people who respect you and look up to you. And you could say, for example, I've got something I want you to look at. As simple as that, right? Or if they're really close friends, you could say, come out of my place and see what I've come across. Now, if they ask what it is, simply say, you'll see when you get here. Now, to do that and to be able to use that approach, this direct approach, is truly based on an existing, very trusting relationship, plus the build-up of curiosity between good friends, right? The next type of approach is called indirect approach. And this is the most common one you'll have. These are for people who you may look up to or they're peers of yours in the marketplace. 
And there are two simple steps. The first one is to compliment them. Then the second one is to ask them for their help or their wisdom or their feedback or their experience. Here's an example. I've always admired your honesty and free spirit, Bill, as you look at things differently. I'd like you to take a look at this and tell me what you think. Now, this could be a business opportunity or a product or a service that you offer. Okay. Now, the third type of approach is called super indirect approach. I mean, who do you know that may have an interest in this because I don't think it's for you? And you could say to the prospect, you know a lot of people. So would you do me a favor and just look at this as I'm sure you know people that would excel with what I'm doing? Or perhaps you can use this approach, a super indirect approach. I know this is not for you, Bill. You're already successful and busy, but you may be able to help others that don't have the same success experiences that you've had by connecting them with something that is better than what they have at the moment. Right? That's another question you could ask them. You ask these questions and then just sit back and wait for a response because their response may surprise you. For example, they may very well be interested, right? And they might say, let's talk about this a little bit more. The worst option you can get is say, I don't know anybody. In other words, I don't want to look at it, okay? So if that's the case, move on, all right? Now, back to where we were. I want to take you a little bit deeper with your understanding and the use of the powerful words, if I would you. I want to help and show you how to use these to maximum effect in all your sales conversations. All right. First, start with a sincere, genuine compliment and then follow up with the if I would you request. For example, I appreciate your work ethics, Mary. Or I appreciate your professional approach to things, Bill. I've run across something that is powerful, but I'm curious to see what you'd think of it. If I gave you a link to a video presentation that has all the information and can explain it far better than me, would you watch it? If I would you. Can you see that there? So you ask that question and you wait for a response. An alternative could be something like this. Henry, I don't want to waste your time or my time, and it really doesn't matter to me if you look at it or not. But I think what I'd like to share with you is something that has real value, and it's also something that you could help me with. But you can say no if you want to. That's up to you. So if I gave you a PDF or a 15-minute video presentation or whatever you want, okay, if I gave you this, okay, would you watch it? Would you read it? Would you listen to it? Now, if yes is the response, you then follow with these questions in this order. And it's important you use these questions. First, when do you think you can see it for sure, Bill? And wait for an answer. Second, so by whatever day and time they tell you, you would have seen it for sure. Is that correct? Again, wait for an answer. Then after they agree to the day and the time they would have watched the presentation, you then ask, what's the best number to call you on? Or what's the best Skype or Zoom link to be able to connect with you? And again, wait for an answer. Once you've got the answer, then you'll say, I'll follow up with you. That's at the agreed day and time and the, and the call format. And I'll, I'll follow up with you next Thursday afternoon okay, on your number, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, 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 or on your Zoom link, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And we'll see what interested you the most. Now, these four steps that follow up your if I would you request are critical as well as powerful because you're not selling anything. You're not pressurizing them in any way to do anything. You're not trying to convince them. You're not trying to persuade them. 
right? Keep in mind that all you ask is this. If I gave you this, would you look at it? Don't say or explain anything else. If they ask questions, tell them it's all in the video or the audio or the PDF. And then say, we'll talk about it after you see it, after you watch it, after you read it. I've got to go now as I have other people to serve. I'll be in touch with you as I promised on the day and the time. Okay, please note this. When you say, if I gave this to you, this implies that you may not give it to them. In other words, keep your posture positive and never ever be perceived as someone who is needy, right? In other words, never ever beg them to watch your presentation. Keep an emotional distance from the result, as I mentioned to you before. Now, the reason why I strongly recommend you use the four follow-up questions to If I Would You, and I want to remind you what they are again. One, when do you think you can see it for sure? Two, so by day and time, whatever it is, you would have seen it for sure. Is that correct? Third follow-up, what's the best number to call you on or Skype or Zoom? And the fourth one, I'll follow up with you at the agreed time and call, okay, and see what interests you most. Now, the reason why I ask you to use them is because if you only ask, if I would you request, then despite their response and all good intentions, the chances of them actually doing this is about 5%. Life gets in the way, right? So by simply using the four follow-up questions, your chances of them actually watching your presentation are greatly improved because they've already agreed to meet with you again to discuss what they saw and that they've got a time and a date to do exactly that. Does that make sense? Okay, now to finish this session, here are four concepts that will help you handle any questions asked of you by the prospect before, for example, they watch a presentation or before they listen to the audio or whatever it is you want to give them. Here they are. One, I'd love to give you the details over the phone, but it's 90% visual. Or, it's like a puzzle. You need a jigsaw box top to see and understand what it's all about. And that's why I'm giving you the presentation to watch. Another one. If I could, I would, as it would save us both a lot of time. But I can't be as effective as this presentation. Next one. I wouldn't ask you if it wasn't important. So that's why I want to give you this presentation to look at. If you use those four concepts to answer any particular questions prospects have before agreeing to watch your presentation, I'm pretty sure that'll help solve the problem for you. Now, note, if you build this talking with prospects process into your team, into your network, then your team results will truly explode. In other words, you need to duplicate this if you're a network marketer into your team and have them skilled and trained to know how to do this. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this experience and this immersion into how to hold successful sales conversations with prospects. Talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.